Well, you know, you gotta give him any, you gotta give him any props, props as you say. Give him flowers now because we know that they don't care here. You don't care hear me. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Ah, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. My name is Stephen Smith. I'm joined today by Maurice E.K. Flanders, entertainer, radio host, activist, father... Well, else? Well, he could, I'm missing things. I feel like I'm missing at least five also names. Singer. Singer. Sugar Daddy. Oh, by me in a water park. Water park. Hey, I got some people who might be willing, you know, like if you, if you, if you have openings for Sugar Babies, a girl tell me just last well, night. Not, not, not in this dry cup, but Okay, cool. Oh, no when things open back up. When yeah. things open back up and you start getting back to the weekends and so on, like, yeah, yeah, definitely I'm going to send, I'll send one your way, man. Exchange is no robbery. <laughs> so EK, yes, EK is going to be on the show. We're going to be talking about um, basically some of the people who maybe have fell through the cracks um, during this whole pandemic, uh, people who have not been working. We're going to also talk about um, just the system in general. Um, the lack of empathy in our community and just basically some ways that maybe we could, you know, join forces together, maybe some little tips that we could use um, to be better people in the end. All right. So, Ike, before we even get into the show, um, we're going to do a little fact or fiction section. Um, this one is actually, it actually has a theme. It's going to be on Motown. Um, I know you sing. I've seen a couple of your performances. Sometimes you bring up some old, some golden oldies. And you, you, yes, you'll be a trillion, right? So, so today we're going to be just doing our fact of fiction based on Motown, all right? So Stevie Wonder and all of those guys, Temptations, that kind of stuff, right? So all we're going to do is I'm going to give you a statement and you're going to tell me if you think it's true or false. I'm going to give you five. Okay. And just try to do the best that you could possibly do. Either way, you learn or you win. No problem. All right, let's go. So number one, um, Stevie Wonder signed with Motown's Tamla label at the age of 11. Stevie Wonder signed with Motown's Tamla label at age 11. True or false? Uh, I was say true. It's 100% true. Yes, he did. He was one of mm. the youngest signed talents next to Michael Jackson, actually. There you go. Cool. All right, you have to rip rain start, man. If they, I feel like you're watching me, my computer. You could see my computer. <laughs> no? All right, number two. Informed guest. Informed, informed, informed guest. All right, so number two. The best-selling Motown singles in the UK were I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder and Hello by Lionel Richie. The biggest-selling Motown singles in the UK were I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder and Hello by Lionel Richie. True or false? I would say true. Yes, it's true. Those, those, them, there was big tunes. Big hits, big hits, she big hits. Large. Hello, by Lionel Richie. Jesus, please. Anyway, yeah, so, that, classic. so number three. So number three. The Temptations were the first black male group to debut at four consecutive number one hits. The Temptations were the first black male group to debut with four consecutive number one hits. True or false? Ah, first black male group, mm-hmm. Temptations. 
I will say true. It was it's false. It was actually false. the Jackson Five. The ja- oh. Yes, yeah, the Jackson Five. <laughs> I'm telling you. They had Yo. four consecutive number one hits on the Hot 100 with I Want uh, You Back, ABC, The Love You Save, and I'll Be There. That was the th- four consecutive number one hits. Michael Jackson, by the man. Yo. Yo, I, 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 had, a, I had a little thought in the West the first male group. I was checking on that, but all right. I miss one. I'm going to be all right. You'll be all right. You'll be good. You only got one more and then you'll probably win again. So, okay. So, number four. It took the Supremes six single releases before they scored a top 20 hit. It took the Supremes six single releases before they scored a top 20 hit. True or false? I would say false. It's actually true. It's true? Yeah, it's true. Like, they took six. They, they, they tried six times. And, and you know what's funny or interesting? While they weren't making number one hits, they were trying to find ways that they wouldn't get fired. So they used to go on backing tracks with Marvin Gaye and try to like even do claps on tracks so they could right. be useful throughout the studio. Like Diana Ross, them was really, yo. Yeah, no, they used to do a lot of backing tracks for real. Yeah, but. Because, and that's because they didn't, have, they didn't have number one hits early on. So they actually formed really good ties with some of the other acts in Motown. Very interesting. Two out of four ain't bad. Yeah, two out of four ain't bad. Let's see what number number five, right? Number five. Stevie Wonder's signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours, was the first of Motown's records to sell one million copies. Stevie Wonder's signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours, was the first of Motown's records to top to sell one million albums. True or false? I would say true. Man, it was false. False. Yeah, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder was kind of late. <laughs> the the shop around by the miracles became Motown's first record to sell one million albums. It was a smash hit in nineteen sixty. Shop around, shop, shop around. Yeah. Yep. They were they sold one million. They reached number one what, on the what, Billboard. What was Stevie Wonder? We see alone. Well, me just say alone something. I remember something now. <laughs> well, I mean, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder actually did have a chart topping hit, but it didn't sell that much albums. He had a, his first hit was in nineteen sixty three. Little Stevie Wonder scores first number one with Fingertips Part Two. And that was I don't even think that was a track that he sang. I think that was just a track he was playing an instrument. He was playing the piano. And doing, of course, he plays a lot of other instruments, but I think that, was, that wasn't him singing. But that was his first number one, and that was 1963. But he didn't sell a million albums. Jesus. Hey, you live, you learn. <laughs> you live, you learn. <laughs> so first and foremost, um, the, the, you had a food drive that was going. Um, I think it was about maybe two months ago, I saw a, an ad that popped up for you. Why did you start a food drive? Like, what got you into that that kind of mode? What's the story behind that? Well, um, that was due to the fact that um, as an entertainer mm-hmm. and radio host, you know, you would definitely get some calls um, from people in the community. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I got so much of those calls, people saying that the way how the quarantine thing is set up, um, they were just swooped up and put into quarantine. They didn't have enough chance to um, get stuff organized and together. Mm-hmm. And the mere fact that COVID was advertised as it was, 
there was some sort of stigma attached to it. And so some people's family opted not to be around them at all wow. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some families really and truly weren't really on good terms. And so a lot of people were just dumped into quarantine, told to self-quarantine or whatever, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any um, provisions to look after themselves, especially getting basic needs. Mm-hmm. And so after receiving tons of phone calls like that, I decided, well, let me try and use the little social wealth that I, I gathered over me years in entertainment and what's not to at least try to lend a hand in in that aspect. So mm-hmm. um, that is what I did. I made the calls. I put out the flyer, um, organized with Jad to set up a, a account that people could actually donate to. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. It just took off. I didn't even expect it to get that big, but it just took off. But the, how big did it? How big did it get? Because I mean, I, I saw I saw a couple statuses with like some shots of you in the bus and so filling up the bus. But how how did it go well? What was the kind of response from the community like? Yeah, man, it went absolutely well. I mean, people literally mobilized to to, to make this thing possible. Um, on the the cash side of it, we would have done approximately about. Uh, roughly twenty thousand dollars in donations. Wow. Yeah. Um people in the diaspora, um, you know, alumni from Sandy Point High, Bastia High and what's not, they would have um contributed significantly. You had people who were part of different associations in um, Washington, in New York, um, in Orlando, in Miami. They too would have um donated and we got some pretty good donations. Um, we had registration of about 500 different families. 500? Yeah. And we got to about roughly about 400 and something of them. What? Yeah. In the short space of time. But did, did the program, the program had to stop Ika? Yeah, you had to stop because um, what had happened now is that after a while, the donations started going up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, other entities, like, basically stepping up to the plate. Mm-hmm. You know, you had you had um, social services being a little more visible mm-hmm. because um, social services was really actually doing this. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was on the scale that people really truly knew about. Mm. And so when I stepped up to the plate, then, you know, um, the flyers came out and, you know, I started to well, tell people, well, along with myself, you have social services who um, is now more visible. So once they stepped up, mm-hmm. uh, other people stepped up. And so I basically just, you know, started phasing out and you know, allow them to space to do their thing. So you kind of basically allow them to, to take the, the mantle or take the, take the reins and go forward with it. Yeah, man, of course. <laughs> because I could only imagine, like, I mean, like, even you yourself, like, being a conduit for this to happen, like, that could, that, that's, 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 that's heavy. When I say it's heavy as in servicing 400 and something families, I mean, I don't know if it was you going around in the bus or it was multiple vehicles. I really um, only saw yeah. you. It, it was, it was multiple vehicles. I, I have a, um, a panel bus, a Nissan panel bus. Mm-hmm. And, 
this guy from up Shadwell, um, Gabo, my nephew, you know him. He has a rental services and he, he called me up and he gave me um, a, a, a Honda step wagon to use. So oh, Pino, Pino did all the, the drop-offs that were for the town area, mm-hmm. um, like Shadwell, uh, Monkey Hill, Lime Keel, uh, Newtown, McKnight, um, the gardens, you know, those areas in Bastia. He even went as far as like Lesser Boyd's um, camps. So he did that area. And the other bus that I have, my personal bus, we did um, like through the island. Through the country. We do, yeah, we do Connery, Keys, Kayan, um, Atlas, Lodge, Marino, um, Phillips's, Diet Bay. Um, that loves go right through down to Stanley Point, half a tree, all those places. So we did that well, Pino did, um, in town. And, um, I had a, I had a good crew with me. So they basically went through the list. Mm-hmm. We got the, we went and we shot for, for what people asked for. Because mm-hmm. that's something that we also did the platform that we put out. Yeah. We asked to, um, name the items that they would definitely need and use, mm-hmm. um, how much people were in the household. So if we saw, let's say, Children between the ages of um, six months to two, three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. We will know definitely that kids in the household, so we know exactly what to put in there. Whether it be snacks, um, box shoes, pampers, wipes, that kind of thing. Wow, so it um, was it, that kind of totality. Like it was just a total. Yeah, man. And it okay. wasn't. It wasn't that difficult to mm-hmm. me. You know, because once we once we we knew what people wanted, we shopped according. Mm-hmm. We know people normally use the basic stuff like um, eggs, flour, rice, um, tin stuff, mm-hmm. and the like. But we, we took it a step further because, you know, some people may have allergies to certain things oh, and true. people are accustomed to use certain things. So mm-hmm. we try to fill their needs. I mean, we didn't worry about whatever they, they, they were working in a bank or working in a factory. It didn't matter. They, they, they registered and, and they, they needed the assistance mm-hmm. to, to, to help them. So... It wasn't that difficult. I mean, the database was efficient. We just got it, um, made the shopping list, packed the bags of card in, mm-hmm. put them in the van, and we gone. That database that you're talking about is something that you guys made specifically for this? Yeah. So you you mobilized to get a database done specifically for this purpose? That's amazing. Yes. It, it was easy. I mean, but to be honest with you, being in this entertainment business, you get to network with a, a good bit of people and I, I think I could call her she named Desi Brown for Poison Scan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I reached out to her and she basically set up the, the, the link and the database so we would access it we had name numbers addresses location um, how to directions to get you to where you you're going um, the number of people in the homes and the age group and all that kind of thing so um, she basically set up that for us. So once people got the link, they just register what they want, boom, and we get it automatically. We just fill it and we got it. Dude, that's, that's great. Like, yeah, like when it's I saw amazing. it, when I saw it being done, like, you know, the, the first thing for me is I was flooded. It was like, but how do you, how do you even engage in this? You know what I mean? It's not like somebody call you, hey, I need food. It's not so simple. Because no. then you would never know what to do. You would never know what. Normally, normally, because I have seen like fall through the, the, the cracks because you're waiting on a phone call. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have people call and then you then have to go take this information, um, hand and write it down. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you probably either miss a number, uh, you ain't get the, 
the all the information needed, needed in yeah. the directions, right? So we allow the people to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And they were when more they than capable to, to get give you that information clearly. Of course, of course. Of course. Bye. <laughs> the thing is, I, I, I've had like some conversations. It's so it's funny because I've had some conversations with some people in in um in the, the ministry, this ministry of social gender affairs, um, mm-hmm. who are doing the same thing. And I, I don't remember hearing them speak about the, the databasing of it. It it seems to be so much more kind of paper and penish. Yeah, yeah, well them them thing ain't efficient. You know what I mean? Mm. And we have tech savvy people around here who are more than capable of um producing things of that nature. I mean, all it took was a phone call to Desi mm. and within a matter of minutes, bam, she sent me back the link. And that was it. it. And that was it. We just pushed it out, broadcast it, pushed the, the flyer. And I got basically like 4,000 people in my WhatsApp contact. Four thousand. Well, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, it's, it's four thousand people. <laughs> yeah, people. Anybody got on WhatsApp, my lad. That's like that's like a regular. That's like a regular Tuesday afternoon. Um, for, for Mister Ike Flanders. Of course, like, of course. <laughs> like, like, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But then that I think that's a good thing. I, I, I would think it as one of the most admirable things I've seen being done, especially in this time. You know what I mean? Because you, you have that overwhelming amount of influence um, and using that influence to channel the resources to people in need. I think that's like something that, you know, is very admirable. Like a site, I was like, yo, this is really cool, because this is good. You're mobilizing but, that thing for good, you know? But ain't, ain't nothing that, that me not accustomed to do. I mean, mm-hmm. even we had the first set of lockdowns and what's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an influencer, people basically look out to you for practically everything like a politician. Wow, you serious? And I mean, so during the first set of lockdowns, I used to use my own personal money mm-hmm. to, you know, do shopping for people and so, um, use my links to get water and carry them, but I did it like low-key, but after mm-hmm. a while, my finances were strained as well because as you know, yeah. you couldn't do no parties, entertainment was basically stopped completely. So mm-hmm. after a while, my finances couldn't couldn't hold it out. So, True. so yeah, this time around, mm-hmm. yeah, this time I wanted to decide to, you know, ask people for donations and what's it, and it was overwhelming. But how are we doing, like, I mean, as a community, how are we doing now, um, given the current state of affairs? I mean, we just came out basically of a month lockdown, like some people say it's two weeks, it's, it really wasn't two weeks. A lot of us experienced basically a month of not being able to have any money or whatnot. Um, right. And I think you would be exposed, especially to a very wide gamut of the population, wider than what we would normally see. What is what right. is the what is the current situation there? It's a lot worse than you think it is. Mm. A lot, lot, lot worse. And it's even worse than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Because whether you want to admit it or not, mm-hmm. there are some people in, in we country who live from hand to mouth. You have <clears throat> sorry, you have situations where people basically working for minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Whether it be they were remedial in school or their family just didn't have the money to put them through school, or they made some poor mistakes, some poor choices, um, in terms of, you know, the company that they keep, um, the, the amount of kids that they have. Mm-hmm. This is just the reality. True. And we could try to blame them as much as we can and try to chastise them as much as we can, but that still ain't going to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. It's true. So 
it is a lot worse than you think it is. There were families out there. Um, one family that 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 we buck up on accidentally. Mm. I had just gotten a package from a lady in Bird Rock. She packed it completely with enough food for at least a week, two weeks. Wow. She gave me bag so I could donate it to her family. Mm-hmm. Where we were passing through half a tree, we passed a lady on she gallery, mm-hmm. and she was just looking out. And then Cynthia called me and said, "Ike got this lady in half a tree. She really, 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 really don't. Do. She asked she need help. So mm-hmm. we said, like, well, who she be? So we, were, we just passed the woman and landed. So we circled back now. Mm-hmm. The lady was like, since this whole thing may work in because she was working in hospitality. Wow. Yeah. And she ain't working since March 2020 when this whole thing shut down. When we got out of the lockdown, she was doing a little... Um, bartending mm-hmm. and that year shut down completely so oh, in terms yeah. of finances she basically had nothing so we just here she kids them in the home with nothing to eat what? they didn't even have they didn't even have gas to cook because how i know that is that we had just get about three tank of gas mm-hmm. as part of the donation mm-hmm. to arm them small tank mm-hmm. and i said well okay we have the food here um just you know receive it and be blessed um, and then I turned and said, well, you have gas to cook? The woman said, no. What? Yeah. And that was just one instance. It was way more instances than that. I mean, you literally had people who basically live in nice homes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. nice homes cost money. I mean, Correct. people were basically mm-hmm. using the savings to pay their mortgage and pay for the vehicles. And had to juggle between bills and food. So... <laughs> The situation was really, really, really dire, my lad. Yo, and, and the thing is, what those break hearts is that, like, imagine you left deal. Like, you would have left. Like, suppose you left and didn't ask about the gas. Like, my lady would have got food there, can't cook the food. She does have food there and can't cook the food. Because <laughs> she literally had no money at all. And, you know, there's a, there's a level of decency that comes into this because if somebody is giving you something, sometimes how we are as humans, we like... Well, they already done so much. How could I possibly ask for anything more? Right. You see, I mean, like you, would feel a little bit, you know, we got decency. We don't want. Yeah, he, he, he had people like that. I mean, mm-hmm. even a situation where we would have dropped off a package at a home, mm-hmm. the father for the home call us back and say, "As the man come back fire things," and because I didn't know that um, my girlfriend register for this thing and we don't need it. What? Do you understand? Another time again, we were to drop off a package for a gentleman and he said, well, EK, social services don't check me, but my bridging down in um, saddlers, mm-hmm. he really need help. When we show up to the home, couldn't believe that people actually still living like that. So when I show up and I said, well, your bridging said, me go check you, you know. Mm. He said, who you mean, Smitty? I said, yes. He said, I said, but you know, you're Bridget. And we give you the package and the man basically like, you could see the, 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 the relief that come over his face. Oh you understand? My God. And this is like after coffee, you know. So, you know, he could even sell, he go and go buy something or eat. So when we show up with it now, it was like, This is for yeah. now, for now. For now. And that was like, what, two, three weeks, a week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So I could only imagine what the situation is now. Ay, ay, ay. And this is just people's reality. I mean, whether you want to blame them or not, mm. this is people's reality. And if you ain't got no kind of empathy and no kind of understanding 
for that, mm-hmm. then something definitely wrong with you as a human being. Are we are we lacking that? I think so. We lacking it. I mean, when when you see people gonna make comments mm-hmm. like, oh, because I made I made a point and 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 one of the updates that I was doing with Junior Libel on a Friday afternoon mm-hmm. that there was a lady out there where we drop off the food. You know, she tried to thank us and tried to go into she store and we really didn't want anybody to tell us what their story is. We we don't really pride. Not that we don't care, but we don't want to know you because we know you still have your pride. Of course. And the woman was going on and on and we didn't want to be rude and she was like, I even had to sleep with my children and them father just to get something to eat. No way. And it was so demeaning and, and, and so I, I made a point of that. And when I made that point, would you believe that somebody commented and said, oh, let it go where they're going because they do the same thing for a cannibal costume. Oh, come on. No way. I'm telling you, this is people's response. You had people who were basically on the freedom while every day saying, oh, um, we fed up poor people. What do they do with their money? Why they don't have um, at least six months salary saved in the bank six or something like that? Six months salary? Yo, that is the most... Yo, listen, right? I think people got... Im- <laughs> like, no, listen. People have the most <laughs> egregious viewpoints. Like... How you sometimes we even people who said that don't have six months salary, Ike. But like, then I got it. Who, 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 sorry to say like this so blatantly, but most of us ain't gonna six months worth of no bills, money set up, nothing. Right. Wait, wait, you, you got millions of dollars coming into your house when? Man. Oh, even if you're working for, 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 for let's say $2,000 or $2,500 a month. The house rental loan they think is a name is murder. It's m- and they may look at just to have a, a, a basic basic um, piece of life where you're current and you got um internet, you got water, and you got expenses like telephone and that kind of thing. Basic. You basically operating in the region of where you where you where, where you gonna save? Nothing. What are you going to save? And then two thousand something is more than me. that's twice minimum wage? Um, that's what I'm telling you. And you must understand that there are people out there working for minimum wage, you know? Yeah. Still today, you know? So what are they going to say when your bus fee for the week is basically $20? Depending on where you live. Your lunch is this. You still want a little something for yourself and you still got to go, whether you got a trailer, you might want to give your mommy a little something. You're basically operating in the red. In the red, yeah. So any touch, any touch whatsoever on that that money, in that income, you, you, you're done for. What do you mean if you're done for? And this is people's reality. Some people were reduced to working by an hourly rate as opposed to a weekly rate. Correct. And so how much hours they could possibly work um, in, in terms of curfew? It's true. So their salaries are basically truncated big time. So even but if you were working for minimum wage at first... No, you're working for less than less. minimum wage because you're less going in for less minimum hours. Wage because of the hours, right? And the reality to that is that your expenses remained the, the same. same. Yeah. So whatever saving that you possibly think that you had, you 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 recurring expenditures don't eat up that. Mm-hmm. Fifteen thousand dollars is not no money. It, it it's not. And and I think I think we have an unrealistic appreciation for what what money is when i say that as in you would think okay well i've saved thirty thousand dollars if you save thirty thousand dollars and go through um even seven months without any income you would be surprised that a thirty thousand dollars is down to two 
seven months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being extremely conservative, Ike. I'm trying to use it as an as a example and not yeah, as a fact. But, but look around the world. When you have economic downturns or you have a, a drop in stock or you have a natural disaster, if in the biggest corporations who make Million. millions of dollars in profit every single year or even quarter, mm -hmm. the first thing that they do is to get rid of the workers then because what? they can't afford the wage bill. No. They get rid so of staff. Them deal, and then on top of that, they still turn around and get taxpayers' money or banks' money to, to bail them out. Mm -hmm. So if those people are making millions of dollars in profit every single quarter or year, well, how you, sure. somebody who working for $2,500 and minimum wage, could have six months' salary saving in the bank? It's, it's not possible. It ain't make no sense. It's not possible. This is what they tell you to shame you in wanting help. Oh, you're supposed to get, but then I'm going to six months salary saving about nobody. It's, no. it's impossible. Nobody got that. No, no, no. That, that's, we take loans for that. That's why people go to the bank oh. to get loans. Oh, yeah, yeah. And cool. then the thing is, all with all of this talking, with all of this that we're doing, nobody is cutting down these payments. Like these, the, the bank is still saying, we need, we loan money. But of course, you, you, you're you paying the for this market. still expect their money. The, the banks still expect their money. And the thing is, they, they, you know, I used to feel... Everybody. everybody wanted money. I, I used to feel a little different. At, at the start of this whole pandemic, I was like, you know, why, why people who pay rent don't give, you know, renters a break? But then if you think about it more, like a, a larger scale, look at it further along, right? They have their commitments... Like the bank well. isn't telling them to, hey, well, you know, since the pandemic, just just chill on the the, the payments of your mortgage for now. No, so they need the rent money just as much as 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 you want it in your hand. They, they want need it. it as well, so you can ask them to, to give up that because they got to pay mortgage, they got to pay um the insurance for the homes. Correct. They have to pay the the, the land and house tax. Of course, and none of and those things are changing. None of those things. So they have the expenses as well. So they definitely have to look to you. We, I have known of a couple of people, well, who had to move out of their apartments and go back to live with their parents. And I'm talking about grown people who lost their job in, in, in areas for like $6,000. Yeah. And this is since the pandemic. Just, just, just to the max, $900 by six. Yeah, that's, that's just, just to the max. Yeah. It's just, that's and with no, exactly, with no source of income. And also digging a hole for yourself that you can't ever get. You were barely making it. You were barely. Barely making it. And now somebody is telling you, well, you, you have six months outstanding. Six months? Yeah. Man, even if I don't get back my job. Okay, good. And that, that's, that's another thing to it to know. They're now holding the job over your head mm -hmm. um, with this vaccine story. Mm -hmm. So it's like no matter which way you turn, it's like the system just fighting you. It brings you to your knees. Look, look, I had to convince a young lady not to kill herself Monday. What? Just so? Yeah. Prior to that, I had to convince two other people not to convince, not to, not to commit suicide. Because people are at their ropes and the inner ears the bills keep coming. No job wants them unless they're fully vaccinated. They have questions about the vaccine. And it's like, what next to do? Because we're cheering them hungry. Can't do nothing for me cheering them. Somebody as well just kill myself. 
This is people's reality out here. Mm-hmm. I know of stories where children are at home 24-7 with their abusers. Bye. This is people's reality out here. And I, I, I knew it, I heard it, mm-hmm. but witnessing it for myself firsthand is a, is, a, is a different level, my lad. And this is people's reality out here. It's all well and good when you're looking for Bay and Bird Rock and these affluent places. People live good in Jenkins and Nevis. You pass through the little outskirts and you see the little project houses and so But you don't know how people living behind them for a while there. Is a mask, you I know he's a mask. He's telling me. Because a lot of the same people that, you know, people, the public would look at them and say, oh, yeah, you got this big house and you're doing well, you're doing well. Doing well? But it's the same. <laughs> but, but it's the same. You, you know, it's, it's a funny, it's a funny, it's a funny thing because the goose and the gander could be in the same pit, but they can't see one another because they back turn. You of know course. what I mean? You live of in Antimo- you you making imagine somebody is making say say nine ten thousand dollars a month, right? And they live in hand to mouth the same way. That somebody is living hand to mouth. They like they're not really making it, you know, because every time that bill, every time that check comes, is ninety percent of everything gone, and the ten percent the guy is for food. Yep. So for so the time they lose their job, they're gonna argue up this the very same house is going to leave them in a year or two. But some people are holding on to their life for these things because they work hard to acquire them. They did. And they made a lot of sacrifice. They feel like they make sacrifices for it. I've been working for 15 years for this house. Okay, there you go. And you got people out there who put up the house against a a student now to send their kids to get an education. Oh, my God. And then they compound the problem even more. You understand? This This is what people are facing out here. And people don't seem to understand that. They can't fathom it because it's probably not them. Yes, exactly. I saw a post today that nearly made me just toss my phone through the window. Somebody who is educated, highly educated, trying to convince the, 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 the um, social media that there are no poor people in St. Kitts and Nevis. Nonsense. They push back. And they only push back because if these realities were made public and made light, it would somehow make the government look bad. So they now have to change the narrative and try to convince the people on social media that poverty doesn't exist. Why is this so political, look, Ike? The leaders made it that way. Mm. The leaders made it that way. In life, mm. is how you do things that would ultimately make the difference. I have known situations where I am not the best of friends with people, and based on the work that we have to do, I mobilize and I get the, I get the job done. True. Once, the, once the job is finished, we can go back our separate ways. And so it, it, it baffles me sometimes when I see some of these politicians can't put down their partisan politics and just get a nation to move. I mean, I don't want to blow my own heart, mm-hmm. but look what I could accomplish in a small space of time. Where I basically rally nationals home and abroad. Mm-hmm. to make this move, to, to, to help other people. What do you mean to tell me? This, the politicians that here don't have that kind of swing and sway? They have it. They have it. More but than... they refuse to use it. We should have been in a position where everybody was on board with this whole plan. Mm-hmm. But 
like everything else, everybody got their own agendas going on in the midst of crisis. Everybody got their own agenda. And so it boils down to politics. And the only person you could let it squeal at the feet of mm. is the politicians. Because if I was the prime minister, I think it's a nearest. When this time this thing hit, Tutmon Saman Bagai would have been in on this. This is no longer um, unity, power, labor, system in NRP country. This is same kids and Nevis. And I would have wanted my best minds, best minds, with the greatest of resources, innovative um, thinking on board in terms of managing this whole thing. I wouldn't have wanted to know if you is PAM, if you is labor, it wouldn't have mattered to me. And if you came in and you tried to sabotage or subvent or subvert, whatever was going on, I expose you mm. and let the public deal with you. It can be done, but some people just refuse to put down their politics. And that's the sad reality that we're facing here. It's like at the very end of the day, it's it's still about votes. It's still about numbers. It's still about trying to look yeah. good. Trying to look good, yeah. And it's me, it's me who did it. That, uh, uh, you know, that's the, the, the one thing that does break down everything for me. You know, yeah. it's like, we've we've done this together, but I was the one to do it, really. To right? do it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It really, it's, it's the most trivial of things. If everybody yeah. wins, if everybody in this country wins, why is that not? most the most important thing i mean right. and, 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 and look at it too i mean it, it could it could work in a myriad of ways because if the country wins and the country is doing well especially if we could weed out some of these problems early on and circumvent them as much as possible right if the country is doing well why won't they vote for you but but you everybody would see that you were the one who actually spearheaded this thing your works will shine you don't have to go there to prove and convince anybody that you did it if you did it and operated above board in the sunshine. Everybody will see. That's true. Everybody will see. So I don't understand why is it they cannot put certain things aside and just decide to work for the good of the country. And if one person doesn't want to come on board and work with it and their the opinion has been taken on board, then they get left by the wayside and the, 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 the general populace would see who really and truly don't want to be a part of this thing. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I've proven it. We just drive alone. I don't know. I, I think from the get-go, I've always been very um, critical of the, the even the drive for the vaccination, which is a very... A very hot topic, right? But I've always been, I've always been like very critical of the way that it was, it was, you know, rolled out. You know what I mean? It wasn't rolled, it was rolled out by using fear to counteract people's fear. You know, right. it's, just, it's just you, you're doing that, but all you're doing is escalating panic. Yeah. I don't, I don't truly believe in my heart that people are necessarily anti-vax. I don't know if we have an anti-vaccination because all of us got stuck in me. Uh, most of us got like all this of us vaccinated. Yeah. Vaccinated from when, small. If you have a you have a child. I don't have any kids now. Well, I have two, and uh-huh. all of them have received their vaccines. Whenever they were due, mm-hmm. they were taken to the clinic and they got their vaccine. So much so that one of my kids developed. Artism oh, wow. after he was vaccinated. That's terrible. Yes, I know. So 
to say to somebody like me, oh, you're anti-vax. That, that's, that says to me that you know that your campaign wasn't rolled out properly. And so now you have to get on the offensive and accuse everybody else of, of something that really, truly, absolutely makes no sense. Because if you look at the science that they tell you to follow, first and foremost, this virus that they're calling a deadly virus, I don't know how could you, you could describe a virus as being deadly when it has a 98% recovery rate. 98% recovery rate. And that's for people who don't have underlying conditions, severe underlying conditions. The people who have succumbed to this virus would have succumbed to the regular flu mm. because of their underlying conditions. Science has proven that. So that's number one. The narrative that they were pushing it's just not the reality. Yes, people have died from, from COVID, it, yeah. but not at the rate that they were trying to prove. Mm. Look at the numbers. We had, what, 500 and something cases mm -hmm. and only three deaths. And those three deaths are still questionable. And this I is think, not I me think, being I think a we... propagandist or me being a, a conspiracy theorist. This is fact. And I think the language, I think the language that she uses is, 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 is if you look at it, it's always COVID-related. COVID-related, because they have to be so very careful. They can't say that COVID caused the death or COVID is the death. It is COVID-related. It's COVID-related COVID death, yeah. So they're, they're just playing on words. The, the vast majority of people who already took this vaccine did it on the duress. You know why? I don't need the jobs. prime minister stood up and said that the business community or the private sector must insist that the employees get vaccinated. What happened immediately after that? All memos. the major, all the major companies sent out memos with deadlines. So when you saw a spike in people taking the vaccine, it was getting close to the deadline. One lady called me one night crying. EK, what to do? I said, darling, I can't tell you what to do. Are you comfortable with taking the vaccine? No. I still have questions. Have you seen your doctor? No. Please go and have a conversation when with your, your doctor. doctor. When you don't do all of that, where out the options. Do you give up your job or do you keep your job to keep your house, your care, and make sure that your children are fed? And if, if you put that to a parent, any parent would sacrifice themselves to make sure that the children comfortable. So lots of people took this thing because their job was in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. They didn't go willingly. When I said to them in the beginning, change the tone of your campaign, I even brought somebody whose tone was totally opposite to them, mm -hmm. Sebastian. Mm. When I had Dr. Sebastian on my radio show twice, his tone was so much more calming, it wasn't intimidating, it wasn't condescending, mm -hmm. it wasn't judging, it wasn't fear-mongering. He listened to whatever concerns you had and he tried to answer. If he didn't have the answer in time, he pledged to come back and give you an answer. He was very, very, very calm. Mm -hmm. But you had these doctors who were out there frightening the hell out of people. If you're not vaccinated, virus is coming for you and all these type of foolishness. When it is proven that whether you're vaccinated or not, you can contract the virus and you can transmit it yeah, because it's not a cure the vaccination is not a cure it's not a cure yeah and it's, it's it's not it's it's basically i think the science is just this is going to boost your system so that you don't get sick or you don't 
have a high probability of getting sick and even dying from it. Um, right. But it's not to stop you from being a carrier. I mean, I think there's some studies that say that it reduces your likelihood of you spreading corona because when you do, if you get, you know, if you get infected with the virus, your body is suppressing its ability to, to, to multiply. To multiply, right. Yeah, so, so that that's, possibility exists. That possibility you exists. Still, mm -hmm. You still can contra um, transmit and it. Spread it. You still can spread it. Yeah. And spread it. Because mm. you might be asymptomatic. True. And you're moving around thinking that you're good based on what they would have told you about the the glowing um, efficacy of the vaccines and it's the number one tool. And we, So you think that you're vaccinated and so you're exalted and so you can just move around like normal. Mm -hmm. But you can spread it. It has been proven in high vaccinated um, territories that more and more people are showing up with the virus and who are vaccinated as well. So why then, with all this information, are you going out there and perpetuating this foolishness that somehow vaccinated people are better than unvaccinated people. Oh, and that's the thing, you see, and that's the problem, you know. The thing is, I'm not, I'm not against the vaccine, all right? No, of course not. Um, Nobody I'm not, is. I'm not against the vaccine. But I think the propaganda, the, the fear-mongering propaganda is the problem. The problem that's is the that problem. You're, segregating, you're segregating a very small population of people. Ah, uh. Right, and when you do that, they, they, we don't, we don't. I don't feel like saying it's a Nevis need any more segregation than all, what already the, exists. We we, we 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 functioning on some 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 kindling, right, for a very long time, and it it's, it 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 explodes every now and then. I don't think we need any more things to separate us as a nation, and I think that this vaccination issue is one of those segregatory mechanics it's a very it's a tool it causes people to look at people their fellow men differently differently and there's and no there's respect no, none and it's no fault of this it's what was being peddled and pushed by the quote-unquote experts i was the only one who challenged them head on and so they came up with this foolish notion that somehow we are um anti-vaxxers and uh, instead of changing the tone mm -hmm. if i was an anti-vaxxer would i have would i have had dr sebastian on my radio program twice mm, had him twice would have recommended him to 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 be the voice out there he, he's on the, the vaccine rollout team and he's not being utilized no in fact you don't even he's see him in the NOC briefings no because they want to be the one to say okay we did it I mean, look when the numbers came up. They had a briefing and said, um, so the messaging is actually working. Our message is getting mm. through and more and more people are getting vaccinated. Mm. No. More and more people threatened with their jobs. And so that's why they went and take their job. Correct. Your messaging wasn't getting through. That's a bold-faced lie. And this is the problem I've been having with this whole situation from the get-go. You're mashing up entertainment. You're mashing up the economy without coming up with a proper plan. When we had the outbreak, everybody, it was clear to see that there was no plan in place to deal with this thing. Sure. Otherwise, people would not have been out there crying. You put people to self-quarantine without any kind of support, knowing fully well that they weren't working. It's true. And so people came out of the house because they had no other choice. That's terrible, eh? I mean, if it's terrible, it's terrible. That it, it's awful because I could see myself in that situation. And if you ain't got a friend, if you ain't got a, I know dude was in quarantine for a month. What? A whole month. Nobody checked on him. Nobody tested him until like the, the latter parts, because they did not have the resources and the manpower to deal 
with something of that nature. The medical association has been begging to be a part of this thing from day one. And then not a part of it? They're not front and center. This is a health crisis, not a political one. True. And you, you, you have politicians out there spearheading this damn thing. I've always been critical of that. I've always been like, why are you the face of anything? Why, when, when we have even the lockdowns and so on, like, well, you gotta be the one to say it. The man saying, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be overly critical. And, and, and I'll say it, I'll say it. I'm not trying to be overly critical for just being critical sake. I'm just saying, if we're in the middle of a health emergency and you establish a team, right, of medical professionals, whether we agree with them, yes or no, whether we, no, yes or no. Why are they not the faces of these, 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 the rollout? Where, where is it that they're not making the announcements? Hey, um, because of so-and-so, we are at threat level orange, and this is what happens at threat level orange. I always felt like we could have, we could have done it so much better in terms of having the public be an essential part of this. Look, these are the things that we, these are the things that we discuss. These are the things that we want to do. Threat level orange is this. Threat level red is this. Threat level blue is this. Green is this. Whatever. Whenever we reach to this threshold, we are going to institute threat level blue. Whenever we reach to this one, we, and then it gets everybody involved. It's like okay. We have these amount of numbers here now. This is what this is the level threat level that we at right now, and these are the protocols that are gonna be in place now. Like it could you could legit see it happening if if it at if at threat level three hundred if at three hundred infections right, we are at threat level um, indigo or whatever nice name they like to use. We are threat level indigo. We know okay we're going to a lockdown for two weeks at that point. You could see it happening. You say okay we need to start preparing. Because we're going to go into a lockdown. Not, we're going into a lockdown tomorrow. Hold <laughs> on to your britches because it's going to get wild. What the hell? What are you doing? <laughs> um, and, and this is all the criticism that sensible people have been offering. There was no plan. You, have, you, you gave these people star of merits and all these kind of things for doing what? For doing what really and truly Risk management is a subject that is that is being taught. It's something you can get certified in. Correct. Why didn't you have your best minds attached to this? Why? That is all that we were asking for. You come on the eve. Okay, we're going to get freed up on Monday. You make the announcement Saturday when everybody locked down. Mm-hmm. So now that we're going to come out Monday. And then you come out Monday, you say, okay, these people are going to be free, these people are going to be free. And then come Monday now, you hear not a notice come out say you can't open up until you get permission. I mean, it's big people you're dealing with. We have to prepare. We have to. You can't just come and you see when you criticize or you 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 fight against the government. You want to bring down the government and make the government look bad. Then they're doing the best that they can. No, they're not doing the best that they could do. Why is it in this country, in these small countries, you don't have your best minds in key positions? You're still dealing with pen and paper. Look at the hospital. For years, I've been telling pen them. Pen and paper. For pen years, paper. I've been telling them, digitalize the plastic records, them. People have been calling for this for years. But every time administration um, changes, look at what they put at the help. They bring somebody who done retire from the system 20 years ago. And you have oh. energized doctors who come in out. With the, the latest of technology, Not the latest in this and this, and they don't put them at the helm. They, they don't wait until them get on fifty something who put them at the helm when whatever they learn in college done basically obsolete. Correct, correct. Yeah, you're right. 
right. in every key high position in this country. Look at the age. Yeah, the age. Of who they put in thing, and they're telling you, oh, experience. Yes, you can have people to consult for experience because you can only learn things over a period of time. Sure. But if you really want to transform and make a system innovative, you have to use younger people who have who are tech savvy. Yes, sure. And connected to what we could do now, because what we could do now is way more efficient than what we could have done in yesteryear. It is possible. It is. You think social social services were supposed to be putting out a number for people to call to ask for help? No, man. Not in this time. This system should have been integrated. Statistics should have been being collected about people who are working minimum wage, people who are working in this tier, that tier. That information should have been available to the government for where they are making decisions. Correct. And also That's even to, to a... when people get oh, infected... Yeah. Even when people get infected, you it's like this information. We know what this person's background is. We know they haven't worked in a year. We are going to automatically put them on social on, on social support. It's not are even you a, and you're mobilized. Exactly. It's not even a question. We're not asking you if you need social support. We are telling you we have these so, this social service and we are going to bring this to you tomorrow afternoon. What would your preferences be? That's it. Or we don't even have to call you. We're sending you the email immediately or whatever to your phone, whatever. Boom, we know. Bam, 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 tell us what you need. <laughs> and that's it. They don't have these things in place. They're still dealing with pen and paper in a world like today. Dude, we have to print, well, we have to print the papers then because of delivery. Mm. But in terms of doing the shopping and um, acquiring who and where and we live where, all that was done in the database. I could just type in victory and see all over victory. Type in Sandy Point, see all over Sandy Point. Efficiency. And we, and it was efficient. When I, when people call me, and mind you, these is people who are millionaires, eh? In business long time. EK, uh, we need you to be a part of this meeting to walk us through how you got done what you did in such a short space of time and touching so many people. And I'm like, what? What do you mean, what do I just put out a link? A simple link, but it's simple to me because we it's, tech savvy. It's simple to you, but to these but, guys, it's revolution. It, it took nothing. It's revolution. I should have been selling this consultancy for $60,000. You really should. You really but, should have. But, but again, for the betterment. For, for me, the money is not the issue. The more of we people get help, that that is the ultimate goal. I could sleep good at night knowing that people actually getting the help. And since I step back, I still getting phone calls. Of course, EK done with the driver because I call these people since like two weeks ago and all now nothing happened. I'll tell you a story, EK. The other day I went to get my vaccination card. Um, cause yeah, I'm vaccinated. Um, I went to get my vaccination card after the two weeks. Actually, I didn't go in the two weeks because they had the lockdown. So that wasn't going to happen. I wasn't leaving my house to the top. I'm going to get a vaccination card. Um, so I went the other day and basically that day was about six people in front of me. It took me an hour and 45 minutes to collect the card. Not to get a shot. To just collect the vaccination card. Why? Because they literally have to go through the papers them one by one to find your name. To find you. One hour and 45 minutes. Yo, I was pissed to a different degree. Like a different level of like, why am I here wasting this time? And then you would think, right, okay, okay. Since I'm going to stand up in this line so long, 
I'm gonna get an actual card, not the same thing I left when I when I I'm gonna get like a little card, maybe something like you know, like a like a um like a driver's license with you know my name on it and you know whatever. Not a thing or so. It's the same pamphlet card with the same paper and pen writing. It can't fit in your wallet. Is is like a, a a mini folder. What is this? Why did this take two weeks? Why are we here? <laughs> the system retarded, my lad. It's just it make no sense. Why are you giving me this thing? This thing I can't put this nowhere. The only thing I can store this is in my car. Like this we started making retarded. jokes. We started making jokes. The people who were there, we actually started making jokes about them. We're like, well, it makes sense. We just take a picture on the phone, star it, or something, and just like, hey, this is me. This is me. Vaccination information here. Because this ain't make no sense. Nobody could carry around that. If you get wet, you the dog dead with you. Dude, even down to your firearm license, they still got you using this broad piece of paper. What are you what saying? What a small ID. A ID. <laughs> Why? And the, even the national ID card. The national ID card was supposed to be um, biometric. You know the amount of information you could store on a biometric card? Oh, that would be awesome. You were supposed to have a card that could tell you, okay, I am a citizen, um, a police record clean, I have a firearm license, and all they need to do is just run your code, and, and they it. would see all the things come up in the system. That's it. You know, the, look, the system in government is not properly integrated. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not even, properly. even the departments don't talk well with one another. There's they, no don't, sh- they don't communicate. There's no sharing of information whatsoever. It's so, it's so crazy to me. We live in 2021. Dude. It have departments in social services that don't talk to one another. That's crazy. That's the same umbrella department. Okay, cool. It's the same ministry, but there are subsets inside there that deal with different things that don't talk to one another. They even go as far as to block one another from doing what they need to do. I'm telling you. And you mean to tell me that we have qualified people who went college who claim to be the best minds amongst us, going into government and can't get this thing fixed up to now? Yeah, that's crazy. You know why? Because you have a set of people who have served 20, 30 years and they're still at the very helm. And new people who come in and want to be innovative have to basically stifle their, 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 their creativity because it doesn't fit who's the at the helm? doesn't fit the, the, the agenda mm-hmm. and you're gonna, you're gonna make them look good and you're gonna come up with the idea. So you basically have to be there, stunted. That's why so many minds, once they get qualified, they stay overseas. I think you better come back here. That's really sad. What do you mean if it's sad, dude? When I say it's really sad, as in it's it's more sad than just on face level. Because I think like even in sync, we could be the hub for a lot of things. Like, the we community can. here is so talented. Like, it's just, you throw a rock and you find a brilliant idea in saying it. Dude, if you spit in the wind, you get a brilliant idea. You get a brilliant idea in saying it. That's what you I'm saying. You have so many people who are creative and innovative, but what? They can't get the space to function. To, to function and to grow because they are being suppressed by people who really, I, feel, I, I mean, Jaffa, forgive me, but they're supposed to be on retirement. Mm. So they are the ones who are telling you, oh, you should have a, um, a six-month um, salary saved. But they've been working for 30 years. And then six months here. So they don't want to go home because 
the way the money that they make or they, they, they didn't retain much of it, so they can't go home. They got to come back to work. They got to work still, yeah. Till they're dead, yeah, really. And, and these are the people who are telling you that you're supposed to have six months salary, say who? <laughs> you oh, see the hypocrisy? It's, it's hypocrisy. And you put them as consultants. Like, you consult and decide. Just, like, if we need your, your opinions and so we're going to bring you into the meeting and you could say, okay, well, I feel like this and this. But it, 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 let, it, let the gavel fall on somebody who is innovative, somebody who Good. is at least connected. The majority of these pieces in the government, check the age range. Oh, man, they're old, man. Okay. The yeah, very old. top. Look at them. The reason why we are stumbling here, by the only the grace of God, you see why we actually survive. A lot of things in saying. I believe God loves saying it's a He David. loves, he loves us bad. Look how the curriculum them just just bend. He loves us because if you were to take the system that we, we have here in this country for the past 30 something years that nobody thought about upgrading. Anybody who thought about upgrading get either pushed out or they just get stuck in a the corner. Then yeah, they're definitely. not allowed to grow. But we have so many creative people around here. But they're not being allowed to, they're not being utilized. Look at entertainment. They had a, they have a ministry of entertainment. Two people working in that ministry right now, two. if my memory serves me correctly. Yeah, I think it's two, yeah. two. You have so many people out here who've been in the industry so long, who who knows the ins and outs. Why aren't these people being utilized to properly formalize this entertainment industry and make Akila look good? <sighs> Because they don't you see it. You got Jesse Brown out here. You got myself out here. You got Fans Radney out here. Use us and build your legacy and go down as the first and the best minister of education. That, that will be your legacy. Mm-hmm. Ministry of Entertainment. Dude, I will go to work for free. Just to make it better. <laughs> Just, dude, for free. Just to make it better, yes. It, it makes and sense. This a, dude, this is the thinking of a lot of young people out here. Out together, they said they want to send away some people to do um, an entertainment seminar somewhere over there. And it's supposed to be the names that they call it to send overseas. Oh, no. I'm like, these people, I mean, come on. So we I got no young people around you who are passionate about entertainment and creativity could go, you got to send these same people again. A lot, man. A lot. This is why we're not growing. Gateway. This is why we are not growing because nobody wants to move out here. Take myself, for example. I've been in entertainment now for practically going on 20-something years. Ike, you that what? Oh, I mean. Ike, you know him from since I was like 14, 13, you know? I'm telling you, you have an excellent kid. Like, I think exactly. that is... I know from that time. Are doing entertainment, my lad? 20-something years? Yeah. Ike, you can't be that much older than me. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, I got you. I started with you in 2001 or 2002. Mm. And then from there, he was just singing in bands, DJing. That's 20 years, my lad. 20 years in entertainment. You're G. Done, so you're, you're one of them we need to put on, we need to put you on thing. We need to put you on ice now. <laughs> what, I'm joking. I say all that to say. That I had this run and I have introduced lots of other younger entertainers. I have even held back 
my own performance mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. so that other young DJs and libertarians would come up and actually shine. And get a, a moment, yeah. And gave them a moment, gave them a platform, gave them a stage so that they could grow and experience what I experienced, get the training, get the experience, um, get the links, get the networking. This is what I am doing as an older entertainer. And I still have to because I could still up on any event and turn it over. Mm-hmm. But at some point in time, you have to let go the reins and allow younger and fresh blood to come in mm-hmm. and learn from you so that the future could continue. This is my thinking. But there ain't that much people out there who don't think like me. They want to hold on and take the whole and go. They want to go and show up in, in, in their hands. And think, I remember one time I heard a parable, Ike. Um, this guy was telling me that some people think like, you know, they're going through a road, right? They're, they're driving on a path and they're dropping in every pothole that they, they see. They're just dropping in these potholes, right? And instead of looking back and saying, and doing either of these two things, looking back and saying, okay, you're coming behind me, swerve left, right, left, right, left, right, and just miss the potholes. You got some people who look back and would literally see them dropping in the same potholes and laughing like, ha, 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 you got to learn now, you know. Well, you really got to learn to tell the man to swerve. Like, instead of, yeah, even if you ain't going to fill up the potholes, then at least make people aware that this pothole exists. But we no. don't have that. We got people who are whole lot. EK, I'm going to get old. At one point, you are going, you're older than me. So at one point, you're going to get older. You're going to be older than me, and you're going to be great, great, great before me. Right? <laughs> and then I'm going to be right behind you. Man, I'm going to be far. Trust me. I don't got the gray in my head to shoot to prove it. Right? We're going to be old. At some point, we're going to turn over, and we're going to be 50 years old, 60 years old, 70 years old. We got to make the way for the younger people. But we do we some of us doing it, but you got some people who ain't do that. Right now I am at the stage where I am trying to branch out and you know at least get an alternative source of income, income and yeah. branch out and not just depend solely on entertainment, reinvest my monies into other things. And so I could make a space so that other people could come in and fill it. A lot yeah. of people out there ain't thinking like that, and that is what is holding back the potential of, the of this country and its people. I have watched it over a number of years, and it saddens me that when you hear creatives saying, but I just want to leave saying kids, because I don't have the room here to grow. You know how sad that make me feel? Yeah, it's really sad. It makes me sad and even the general populace sometimes the way how they how they talk to about creatives and talk to creatives. I mean, look when the first lockdown came, people were basically on social media saying that entertainment ain't a real job. Entertain. Yeah. They're saying entertainment is not a real job. You got to go be a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, but them they don't make more money than me. That's the, that's the that's the general case. That's the general case. It's, it's, it's the conventions that exist. And this is the, this is all, all, all um, narratives and all perceptions that don't stand up to no kind of scrutiny now. Back in the days, back in the days when we weren't exposed to anything, of course, a doctor and a lawyer and a, and, and a policeman going to be making more money than everybody else because all you could do other than those things is labor or work. Right, and those are noble professions, don't get me wrong. They they're are, and I'm not trying to diss them, and I'm not saying they're not, they're not necessary, they are. But those avenues as a profession, they are not as, they're not as um, 
profitable for everybody who goes into them as they were not because they fl- when they had one and two doctors in saying, of course you'll make a lot of money. If you have 85 doctors in the same country, like, what do you think is going to happen? You think everybody's going to be making $500,000 a year? No, that's not going to happen. It's not going to be what happens at all. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not saying that people are not don't go into that profession if that's what, if that's what we want to do. Go and do it. But I'm saying the other professions, entertainment, even internet-based, engineering-based professions, thrive. Sometimes thriving. thriving well. Like I, I, I love my job. I, I'm a, I'm a photographer, camera guy, and I run my own business. And I don't think I want to do anything else. The other day, my mother tell me like straight up, she said, you know, since the pandemic, maybe you might have to, you know, look, look at doing a bank job or something. I said, I said, look at doing a bank job. <laughs> and like, I again, I have nothing against people who work in banks and all of that. But for me to jump to be a teller, that is a serious downgrade we, in my life. We, 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 I got my education, I got my subjects, but I don't want to go sit down in the body no, office. I do That's not me. I do it. You know, the, even the thought of it, it could make me just like want to wring my own neck. Yes. Like, and it's not, it's not that, I don't want the world. people in that space there. They're going to stifle and they're going to suffer. They're going to die. Dude, I would rather, like somebody told me that they would rather be a struggling artist, like a starving artist, than somebody who had their soul ripped out of them from corporate. Yep. Just, you would rather, because the money, the money is good, but the fulfillment is better. Yeah. And it's something you it's something you can't really like it's difficult to explain to somebody who's only seeing the dollars and cents of it like they're looking at the and even if you look at the dollars and cents of it if you gotta be honest with people about some of the money that you would make they'll be like you you don't make what it's like yes yeah yeah that's normal so the, the weekend the weekend that was cancelled when they had the first set of um curfews and so mm. lockdowns i gave up on that weekend roughly between you can say roughly about um five to about eight or ten thousand dollars just a weekend alone. People don't they don't believe it. <laughs> they don't believe <laughs> it because that is somebody's salary for an internet. That some people don't meet, don't see the money ever. Imagine yeah, somebody never saw, literally never had in their hand five thousand dollars a In cash. In ca- never. They've never seen it. Some people never even okay. see it on their bank account. Unless yeah, they, they get a loan. They never got a check one time for that. Never got a check one time for that. But you yeah. know we the whole as entertainers, but I think that some entertainers didn't have financial literacy taught to them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why sometimes the money don't really stick around. Because when it comes, it comes good. Mm-hmm. And then other times you have a lull. A lull, so yes. So you know, have to be innovative to get a different source of income. So that is what I did. I used radio as a steady source of income. Mm-hmm. And then I just use entertainment too as another source of income because I know that at some point in time, you're going to get a lull. But yes. it was never a lull. The, only lull. the biggest lull I ever had is now. Which which is most of us, yeah? Yeah. Which is most of us. And the, the thing is, even, even as bouncing off of what you just said, like there's a different level of discipline that comes with doing this kind of job. Like, yeah, if the money come in sweet, it come in really sweet. But then you have to be very, very, very disciplined in order to ride out the hard times. Because even 
even between this pandemic, you know, we still made some money as a business, but then it's not make money and like, oh yeah, I got the money now, flaunt. You know? No, 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 no. This is, no. this is, <laughs> hey, the money over there, you're going to have to sit there for yeah. a bit because what, when this, you, you know, it's, it's funny when you think about it because people don't really gauge it easily. A salary is a, like a finite amount of money that comes in every month. Like you know for sure, I am going to make this $4,000, $3,000 or whatever, $2,000. Right? So you're not thinking the same as me. You're thinking, I'm going to get this $2,000 and I'm going to shell out this accordingly. Right? I'm thinking, no, I just made $15,000. So I'm going to have to see how this next two months go. You see what I mean? So sometimes yeah. it could end up being very much the same. It could be very similar in terms of you're writing out this money. Until it, you get some more. Something more, right? So is, but, it takes a lot that, of discipline. That's where, that's where investments and, and having proper money management. I mean, I, I learned this year a little later on in life because Me I too. made some investments that didn't really and truly pan out. Pan out. Mm-hmm. You understand? But if if we change we, we education system and include financial literacy in it, Mm-hmm. and really teach with people about money and managing money and wealth and that kind of thing. I think we could churn out some 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 bigger millionaires here in Zinkis and Davis. But as I said before, you have to have the right people in the right places to make these things happen. So we got a young minister of education right now. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, I, I don't even think that he's going to be as effective as he, he, could, he, could be, he could be if he had a team who was like-minded like him. Mm-hmm. So he kicking kick against the grain. Of course, because you could come with an idea, but if the, 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 the functionaries are meant to agree with the idea, they're going to drag their foot on it. Mm. Those are the ones who, who, who actually carry out the, 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 the policies, you know, after they've done being made, you know, execute them. So if they don't like it and they don't agree with it, <laughs> that was the right idea. It's I have known the policies that were good and government change and somebody come in and say, oh, well, I mean, I want that. They broke, kick it away. I just don't and people it. suffer. No, you're crazy. And people suffer because of that kind of thinking. It's true. Because, like, and even we, we're facing it right now. I mean, outside of education, even in law enforcement, like the prime minister will go and say something and then it's not, it's not on the books yet. So we as mm-hmm. the public expecting this thing to be okay. Well, you don't talk to your people, so they're going to enforce this new rule. No, it's not a rule yet. He just said it. We believe that it's supposed to be a rule. Like, for example, even one thing I think that's really irking me right now is that there's no plan for the vendors. Like, imagine you have an enforcement squad that's going to go out and say, hey, 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 you got to get off the road. Okay, you got to get off the road. So where am I going to (laughs) go? Well, we're going to sort out that soon. We're going to sort out that eventually. We're working on it. No, no planning. But, but the thing is, what I'm saying is, un, it, it's ethically unfair. It's ethically, it's unethical. If you're going to tell no. me, I'm going to have to stop this, do it, stop doing this here. Okay, so it's not that like you're telling me that what I'm doing is wrong. You're just saying that where I'm doing, we am doing it is not acceptable. Where can I do it? Well, go over here and do it in this place, in the market or whatever. Yeah, but my food truck can't go in the market. So, so well, I don't know. Well, we're going to start out something, man. But right now, you're going to shut down and do it from home. Do it from home. I got customers who don't look for me here. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> thank you. 
and this is where like when you when you spoke earlier about the empathy and sound, I think that sparked me off immediately. It's like, do we have like as a community, do we have empathy? Is the law enforcement having empathy on this person who is trying to make money to feed the family? Because you you shut us, you shut them down for a month. But law enforcement don't work like that. Well, law enforcement work on others. And others, that's the thing. They don't work on 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 key or empathy. On, on they work on we have a set of rules and so on. So leaders. If you speak to if you speak to the law enforcement officers, lots of things that they have to enforce, they don't necessarily agree with. It grieves their heart to do it. And sometimes they don't even come back around and say, well, but I mean, I really want to do that later. But, you know, we, we got to enforce the others that we get. We, we get lost, so we just got to enforce it. True. Lots of them don't want to do it, but it has to come from the leaders, and the leaders, them have to show some kind of empathy and some kind of concern for the most vulnerable Every policy that you put in place, your major concern is supposed to be how is this going to affect the most vulnerable amongst us and how it's going to affect them. And if it's going to be too adverse, <clears throat> leave it alone. Find a different way. There's not there's no one way to do anything. This is not you could find a great area. You can't tell me that the vendors are being moved because what? Oh, they're clouding up the, the sidewalk. Okay, how much deaths and accidents have we had because of the, the, the vendors? Show me the statistics. Not there. Non-existence. Show me what is the hindrance of having vendors on the sidewalk. What, what, what is it? Where is the congestion? Show me. You're not going to have statistics on that because we don't collect data. We don't collect statistics. It's just a feeling. So it's, a, it's a feeling. Now, somebody get up and say, somebody who got money and influence the government. We don't like to see them so they got to move. They just hire people for them. Okay, fine. Boom, you move that. You have an alternative plan? No, you don't. So what is people supposed to do? You stop them from making a living. What are they supposed to do? And you still expect them to cover the expenses. You still expect them to contribute to the economy. Oh. Well, how is that even possible? You, you even thought it too. And at a time like this, when a pandemic on, so every penny that you could get, you need it. So you stop them from working, and then you put out that stimulus package, and the stimulus package ain't easily accessible because it comes with criteria. So what the hell are people supposed to do? That is the ultimate question, you know, what are people supposed to do? And then you have your supporters out there trying to shame you. Oh, who tell you go get two children? Oh, who tell you don't become a doctor? Oh, who tell you go do this and who tell you go do that? The decision that you made. No. Everybody can be a doctor. Everybody can be a lawyer. This is what I do. You got people passionate about agriculture and passionate about vending and passionate about selling and the customer service. So that is what they do. So who are you to come around and just because you support a government? Sure. Come and put, put, put across this foolish notion. These, these are real people with real families. But we're not going to empathy in this country, my lad. I have seen it. We're not going to. We got political empathy, but nothing else. And only political empathy for the people that we support. Nobody else. I think Any that, more questions? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I think we're we going to close it up just now. But um, <laughs> I think it's always a good thing to talk to people who you don't necessarily agree with. Um, I, I love that. I think it's, 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 it's the best thing for you, you, you know, for to mature your mind and to kind of get your perspective to be in line. And when I say in line, what I mean is it might change your mind talking to certain people who don't agree with you. All right. But I feel like the culture that we have, 
is to always be talking to an echo chamber. Like we mm -hmm. always engage with people who are, we already know have our views already. We already the, 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 the danger in that, oh, well, let me tell you what the problem is really, is that we have a culture that if you disagree, we are enemies. Mm. If we don't share the same opinion, we are somehow enemies. That's, that's division, that's segregation. You can always tell when somebody is intelligent and when they are stupid. Intelligent people would get information and would change their thinking. Stupid people, you could present them with as much facts as you want. They are not going to change their position and change their beliefs. So therein lies the our problem. problem. The people who want to hear from the people who don't agree with them, those are the people who are interested in making informed decisions. It's true. And that is our biggest problem here in this country. With all the politicians then. With and they're the right. ones who, who basically stunting the growth of this country. And they're doing it for their own benefit. But the thing is, it's... Of course. It, it's it's filtering down into the common... Everybody, is everybody gaining it? It's like, it's like a virus... Like this kind yeah. of this kind of partisan way of looking at things. If somebody don't agree with you, oh, then there's labor, you know. Don't study with them. Mm. No, yeah. they're not labor. They're people first. Let's hear what I have to say, and let's see if they make any sense. Like judge it from its merit. Don't judge it from the mouth. Judge it from the, from the merit. Mouth. And we right. don't do that. And that's the thing. And even when I'm talking to even people in my circles, they don't have that kind of thing. I I have very little low tolerance for the whole past labor. <laughs> Filter, like I either get vexed immediately with family, friends, whoever. It's like, don't tell me no nonsense. So what? Just so this person over here is a unity. So you're not listening to them because what? They, they feel because there's unity, they can't make no sense. Listen to the people. I must hear what I have to say. Grow your own perspective. Anything is again the echo chamber is really, 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 really dangerous right now. Even in the US, right, and in, around the world, there's a lot of echo chamber communities. You got people who are Nazis and people who believe in um, white supremacy. People even believe in black supremacy to a level, anti-Asian groups. You get yourself involved in these groups and they keep channeling the same, they keep giving you the same dogma over and over and over again till you start doing dangerous things. Yep. You, feel, you feel like you're empowered to take matters into your own hands. And I think that's, that's where the danger, the danger comes. If you listen to objective opinions often, you tend to be a little more tempered. You know, when you hear somebody say something like, well, you know, um, in my opinion, this is kind of my opinion, I feel like such, 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 and such. Not that ain't true. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> you, you could tell when somebody's been tempered and their mind change a few times. It's like, well, you know, like, from what I see, but, but, but he's always some precursor right? from what I see, you know, um, from what science has said up to this point. You know, it's always like there's an ability for their minds or there's, ability, there's an ability for their perspectives to adjust because nobody has all the information. Even the people who are supposed to be knowledgeable about a specific craft, there are people who don't know anything about the craft and they might come and they might say something. It's like, hmm, that's an interesting perspective. I never thought about that before. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, and and that kind that kind of interaction and that kind of um, perspective, it, it, it just breeds innovation. It does. And revolution. It does. People people who think that way, they are basically ostracized. Like for instance, there are labor people who tell you, oh, you know, we're labor. And there are people who say, by who, you know, 
because on any given day, if Pam does something right and I say, oh, that's good, I like that. Mm-hmm. Labor people, oh, we don't know you are Pam long time, you know. Jesus. And then I get up and I say, okay, by labor, do something oh, yeah, and that was crap. The Pam people gonna say, yeah, crap with you. And then the labor people come like, we don't know you don't know, you don't know you labor, you know. Uh, but if it's good, it's good. Uh, and if it's bad, it's bad. Right is right and wrong is wrong. But we don't we don't blow and skew them lines. There's so much throughout humanity that sometimes I just don't accept now. I, I I don't know. It's pure bias. It's just pure bias. Ike, I feel like I, man, listen, I, I was looking forward to this conversation and I really I feel like I live in here with a lot to even champ on. Um, even in terms of the, the vaccination stuff that the vaccination stuff that you mentioned, I feel like it's a completely different perspective to what I've been exposed to. Mm. Even in terms of the, the deadliness of the virus, you know, even in terms of how much people have died from what's happened already in our community. Um, it's just give me a different a different way to look at it. So, you know, I, I get on my computer now to look up and research and try to see if I could get a better understanding. Well, um, look it up. I mean, and, and to be honest with you, the information and this thing that change. So then you, you don't even know what to be. What is it? One minute AstraZeneca is this, the next minute is that, and then the next minute you start realizing, yo, this is a this is a profit game. This is it's, it's profit. This is profit at, game. At, at the end of all of this, it's all about money. Money. Yeah. Money. I think even in Europe, I read something yesterday or the day before. <laughs> We, you know, Europe, Europe was big on AstraZeneca, Oxford, and, and they were saying, okay, this is the vaccine for us. They're going to change now, and they're going to donate all the Astra, most of the AstraZeneca, I think it's France specifically, they're going to donate their AstraZeneca vaccines to third world countries, right? And I'm like, oh, so that means AstraZeneca is bad. No, that's not what it means. What it means is that they get a better offer from, I think it's Fitzer, Fitz, Fitzer. Mm-hmm. The Fitzer vaccine. So the Fitzer is now saying, look, we could give you a little cheaper than how AstraZeneca doing because we want that money. Right. So they're just going to flip. Just we're going to take this. this. But this is what they need to put out there and tell people what it really is. But if they do that, then people are going to look at them cross and like, oh, this thing really about we, we safety and we health is about who could make a money here, there and everywhere. But I don't mm-hmm. understand why this money thing because these companies were given trillions of dollars to do their research, you know? Correct. All of and them. And now you still have to turn around and give them billions of dollars to buy it. To buy the vaccine. research that you prefer? Yes. Major But then, you, you know, why these things will always exist, EK, is because there are people who are double dipping all yep. the time. Like, the, the taxpayer's money is not of concern to the, the executive. Because it's, no. it's not really their money particularly. And they're going to get millions of dollars in return from both sides. If the AstraZeneca sells, some people are going to make a billion, billions of dollars. If the if Fitzer sells, some people still invested in the same Fitzer and the same Moderna. So no matter where you buy, they're going to make money. They don't make money. They don't care. It's, it's, it, and the thing is, as a people, I think you need to ed- we need to educate ourselves to know that, hey, Sometimes when things don't make sense, just follow the money. Who is who is standing to gain from this? Okay. <laughs> One time, that told me a story. I don't follow the money. I don't follow the money. So follow the money. I, 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 I don't get 
so he trapped by the latter way, way and the latter mm. way I, I just followed the money because I, I done basically got a good understanding of how this world works. really works. Works. Even in little saying it's I really I basically know who, who funding all these campaigns and why politicians make certain decisions, decisions. that they do. Mm-hmm. It's to do with money. And the kickbacks and all these kind of things. Everybody's just basically doing what they're doing what they're doing. So so I remember he had one time my dad told me this, this short story. He was like, always look at when people die, people gonna ball. But there's a cor- there's a coroner, there's there are people to make money from death. Mm-hmm. The undertaker is smiling when things are going bad. So when these bad boys are killing themselves and shooting up each other or whatever, or shooting innocent people and they die, the undertaker is making money anyway. So he laughing, he went to the bank. Yeah, undertakers. Doctors, funeral lawyers, arrangers, lawyers, everybody, yes. everybody's making money. They're making money from the death. From, from the, the death. Carnage. From the carnage. The, every, the chaos is like a ladder you could climb chaos yeah. easily. Yeah. <laughs> People do it all the time. People create what to make money? Create specifically. Yeah. Idiot, I mean, <laughs> created a war because people were going to depose him. What's how much different is everybody else? He's just doing it on a smaller scale. Yep. Anyway, EK man, listen man, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate you. It's not a problem, you, my life. You're coming on the show. Um, I think, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't have to close up. <laughs> but thanks a lot, EK. I really appreciate. It. I really appreciate you. You, you brought thoughts. I feel like you came, and you just kind of, hey, this is what it is. This is what I see, and you really kind of expose us to some different things. And I really want to thank you on behalf of me and everybody who listens to the show. Show no problem. Big up everybody. Anytime you need me again, just shout me. I'll rush in and bang me more than I can again. <laughs> That's how we go. <laughs> guys, you've been listening to Objective Link, correct? My name is Steven Smith. As usual, peace. No gang signs, guys. Bless it, my heart. <laughs>